Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Viking Stock is Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And welcome into Purple Daily Live as we do on Fridays. Yes, we are here. Yes, we see your comments. I apologize for our tardiness. We went a little bit long in talking to uh, Patrick Royce on the Unchained segment today, which you'll be able to find shortly right here on Score North. Uh, but we are here again. Apologies that we didn't start on time at 10. I, I mean, promise. at this point, we, we've, yes. we, we haven't started at 10 once. Like, it's never yeah, been a thing. I, I know, but I don't blame folks who tune in and they're like, are you going to start on time? And, and we're like, no. I mean, we we work in or, or we we cover a team where we expect people to be on time and football and stuff. So I oh, get they're it. They're never on time, but when, uh, when, is, when has a PR interview ever been on time? Oh no, 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 never no. On time. no. I'm saying players reporting, for instance, when the rookies report and, and hopefully by that time, Jordan Addison has slowed the Lambo down on Sunday or when the veterans report on Tuesday. Okay. It's Judd. It's Declan. If you're saying, where is uh Macadac Macadac is at a, a wedding out in the Pacific Northwest and he will rejoin us on Tuesday which, by the way, is also the day, as I said, Veterans Report, and we're also going to have just got the uh, training camp schedule. We're going to hear from Quasi Dofamenta and Kevin O'Connell at a press conference on Tuesday. So uh, football season is here. Some teams have already started training camp. Purple Daily, of course, brought to you by our friends at TCL. If you are not watching sports on a TCL television, you're doing it wrong. Pick up a TCL and, of course, always tell them that the boys from Score North and Purple Daily sent you and... Last but not least, also sponsored by our friends, oh. our good friends, my great friends. My, my fridge is stocked right I now. I bought a 12-er last no, night. I went and bought a 12-er. Surly Before I Die, which is back. It's also um, it's also now available for the 2023 season in 12-packs. It is outstanding. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And Dex and I have both been preparing for training camp by sipping on some Surly, and in particular, Before I Die. Although I mixed in a couple of Furious last night as well. Uh, Declan, it's a feedback Friday. That it means is. that ordinarily Macadac reads the questions and we chime in with pithy comments. But because Phil is not here and because I cannot be trusted to go through comments, you are in charge. Go ahead. Take control. All right. Purple Daily live feedback Friday edition. Yes, we read your comments here. So we have a, a, a collection of Kirk Cousins related comments as well as some off the wall comments. Uh, as we like to do here on Feedback Friday. Plus, uh, one person has a bone to pick with Judd's underappreciated Vikings list that he also released on Thursday. Very fair. We'll get into later on in the show. And actually, I'm going to make a uh, a hot route here, if you will. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a fun little addition to the end of the show. I just, I just want, I just want that out there. So stick around for the end of the show. I'm going to do something that we haven't done on Hijack Purple the show? Daily yet. 
Okay. And I'm going to call a little hot rod audible, a little digs sideline touchdown, unbelievable audible. Um, so Joe, let, let's, let's go here. Adam says of the top 10 quarterback rankings, the ones that ESPN executives and scouts and whatnot put out, which one does Kirk cousins end up jumping and which of the top six completely fall off the board? So two part question there. So which of the top 10 quarterbacks, I think I know which ones could Kirk jump and, and, and become a top 10 QB. And of those top six, which are pretty firm, you know, those are those are top six guys that are all pretty strongly in that you can mix and match the one through six for the most part, but those are all pretty legit guys. Which one of those top six actually ends up falling off completely? I can give you the list too if that yeah, I, give me the list. Needed. Yep, give it'll list. speed okay. it up. I can give you the list here in just a second as I get uh down to the tweet. I know Joe Burrow was number one, or excuse me, Pat Mahomes was number yeah. one, right? Joe Burrow. Ended up being uh, number two. Josh Allen. Number three was Josh Allen. Number four was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Number five was Justin Herbert. Six was Jalen Hurts. Seven was Lamar Jackson. Eight, Trevor Lawrence. Nine, Dak Prescott. Ten, Matthew Stafford. So he's going to, well, and I think we discussed this in detail with Phil, but he would, um, (laughs) Judd yells at clouds. That's probably true. I'm 53 years old. I should be yelling at clouds. Um, we discussed this, but I think that he has a real opportunity to jump two guys, Dak Prescott and Stafford. And with Stafford, I mean, look, he won a Super Bowl. He's really good, but he was hurt the majority of 2022. And so there's no guarantees guys come back. And if they do come back, there's no guarantee that he's going to go back to being the quarterback who threw a no-look pass in a Super Bowl game to Cooper Cup, which was absolutely incredible. Um, so I, I would say that it's very plausible if Kirk has, you know, builds upon last year with O'Connell and in year two is even better that he would have an opportunity to jump both Dak and especially Stafford. Now was part of the question, can he get in the top six? Part of the question, the other one was of the the six, which one falls off? So of those, Oh, I got you. Okay. Allen Rogers, Herbert hurts, which one falls off, which one's kind of overrated basically. Oh boy. Well, you know, the obvious answer just because of age right is Rodgers with the Jets like we just don't know there he he could have he could be far of 2009 right reinvigorated and play great but he's not a young man now right. so i would say that the one that jumps out to me and i think if i'm not mistaken i looked this up in the quarterback list you're talking about Aaron Rodgers i think went into 2022 number 1 and now he's fallen to 4 mm-hmm. um I think he's the obvious one just because we don't know. And I will continue to hammer home the point. What Tom Brady did is not going to become, in my opinion, the norm. Yes. Like you're, you're not going to be 42 and still slinging the ball. Um, Could Rogers do that? Well, I guess he could, but I, I really hesitate before it's the norm to say, Oh, Kurt can play until he's 44. We don't know that. Um, And I would just caution that most guys hit a cliff long before Tom Brady did. I mean, I've been on this train for a while. I, th- I think even the guys that are playing well into their mid to late thirties is not the norm. You know, I know Drew Brees did it and I know a lot of these other players have done it. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was a shell of himself. He just had a really good roster and coaching and infrastructure around him that it kind of absorbed it a little bit. Russell Wilson might be completely cooked. He's not even what he's 33. I mean, he might be done Judd. I know Nathaniel Hackett probably had a lot to do with that too. But we're, I think we are so uh, oh, we yeah. have these like quarterback beer goggles on that is just like oh no they can play till they're thirty eight thirty nine like no not everyone can do that not everyone can 
Um, so yeah, I think of, of those six guys though, I, I agree with you that he's better than Dak Prescott and probably better than Matthew Stafford too at its peak. But of those six guys, the one that concerns me, and I've, I've been kind of skeptical on Justin Herbert. He is a generational talent. He's got a lot of raw ability. And I, as much as I'm a big Kellen Moore fan, and I do think he makes the jump, I don't. I still don't like Brandon Staley. Uh, he's having another offensive coordinator here. I think the things that are surrounding Justin Herbert could hurt him. Now, mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert's still a really good quarterback. I would love him as my franchise guy. Uh, but I don't like Brandon Staley. I've been on the record on that for like the last few years. And as, as I think Kellen Moore is good for him, but who knows? Maybe he's not. Maybe the Cowboys were right about Kellen Moore. Maybe they were. I don't think so. But I could see someone like him maybe yeah. taking a little bit of hit because of his coaching infrastructure. Yeah. What, what's your uh, opinion on Hertz? Do you think he falls off or, or continues to ascend? Because like he has come on and there's no questioning how good he mm-hmm. was last season. But do you think he takes another step off of that? Or do you think he actually takes, you know, potentially a small step backwards? Well, he made obviously the biggest jump last year, right? Of In terms of yeah. like quarterback rankings and perception. And I mean, no one had... Jalen Hurts as a top 15, I really as like a top 15 guy going into last season, at least it wasn't really consensus and he became a legit MVP candidate. Uh, I think with those dual threat quarterbacks, unfortunately um, health is number one. We've seen that with Lamar. Now when Lamar has been on the field, the Ravens are really good, but he's missed a lot of time. So can Jalen Hurts stay healthy? Who did also miss time last year. And then two, those running quarterbacks books get put out on them a little bit. You know, like Colin Kaepernick was really good with the, with the, with the Niners for a long time, but then people started to figure out how to stop him, right? Like those dual threat guys eventually get stopped a little bit. There's a shelf life there. Uh, So I think Jalen Hurts, as long as he stays healthy and the Eagles offensive line is still really good, I expect Jalen Hurts to still be really good next season. But I do think if he doesn't, if he battles some injuries and other teams start to figure out how to handle that dual threatness that he possesses, then he'll be in trouble. All right. Uh, Let's go to this next one here. Storm Chaser on the YouTube comment section says, Kirk winning the MVP would be very bizarre. Judd, would you classify Kirk Cousins winning the MVP award to be bizarre? Um, I get the point. It's not the word I would use. I think it would be very surprising. Now, he does play a position that is basically now going into every year gifted that award. Um, I would be I would be very surprised given the competition. Um, not if he got a vote or if he got votes, but if he actually won it. Um, Bizarre, though, indicates to me, like, I'm not sure. I would have to actually look up the definition of bizarre. I'm not sure bizarre is the word that we're looking for, but I totally get the point. And, yes, it would be extremely surprising. But if you're a Vikings fan, it'd be a damn good good thing. And if you're Kirk, it'd be a great thing because if he won the MVP in 2023, that next contract, whomever it comes from, is going to look pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, what I know Brady won it in 2017. Remember all those injuries that happened to quarterbacks? I mean, for God's sakes, the conference championship game sans Brady was Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Nick Foles. You know, like, I mean, the, yeah, there probably have to be circumstances that are working uh, for Cousins, I, I'd like to say, for that to happen, but... I mean, let's say they repeat. Let's say the repeat has thirteen wins and it's legit thirteen wins this time, right? It's not fluky. It's not like the nine fourth they quarter comebacks throughout the course of entire games. Yeah, the defense is really good. Um, Kevin O'Connell kind of takes that next step as a not just a nice co- head coach, but legit into that young head coaching tree that can out scheme you and just out gain you and out possess you and whatnot. 
Right. Um, so again, I think it's I think it's things that are propping up Kirk that would make that happen. If Kirk puts up Kirk numbers, that's probably going to be the norm. That's who Kirk is. Uh, but in terms of it being bizarre, I don't know if I'd classify it as bizarre. The definition of bizarre, according to the Google machine, is very strange or unusual, especially so as to cause interest or amusement. For instance, her bizarre dresses and outrageous hairdos. So yeah, I don't know that that's the right term, but um, if Kirk wins the MVP, that next contract, that might be bizarre. Yeah, I can see that too. Uh, Another comment on the top 10 list here from Thomas. Thomas says Matthew Stafford has a great arm. Dak can really put up the yards. It is tough to argue with this list, but at the same time, Kirk mm-hmm. should be on the lips list. Perhaps after the 2023 season, Kirk will be on the list with a Super Bowl ring. It will take a little bit of magic, but it could happen from 13 wins last year to Super Bowl this year. What's the problem with that? Well, I mean, that's assuming a lot, but you know, again, I continue to say this. I could see the Vikings winning fewer games um, this season, but actually it being more, how can I put this? Um, more pleasing to the eye if the defense can improve, right? Which it should. I mean, it can't. It it can't get much worse. And I think Brian Flores is a great acquisition as your DC. Um, the offense has components. So, yeah, and and you know, we've said for a long time, Dex and Phil has said the same thing. You know, Kirk Cousins is very much on the fringe. Matthew Stafford a year ago, there's no question he had won a Super Bowl. He had had a great season. Was ahead of Kirk Cousins. But the great thing about sports is it fluctuates and changes every year, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Dak Prescott discussion is more of a, a debate on that. I'm sure the Cowboys folks would be like, oh, you don't get what Dak does. You don't watch him every game. The Stafford thing is just the regression of him getting older and being hurt. And as we saw, and this is the one thing you cannot take away from Kirk, and I was impressed by it and after watching quarterback more so now. What we saw is that Kirk Cousins not only plays every game, but the dude plays hurt. And at that age, a lot of guys miss a lot of time. And I'm not trying to denigrate Stafford, but I am saying I don't I don't think it's a stretch to say what we saw from Kirk Cousins last season was far more than we saw from Stafford. And Cousins does get credit for staying in when he was hurt. Yeah, and Cousins is a warrior, man. I, and I don't think we really question that, but I don't think we'd maybe give him enough praise as we do for him being a warrior like that. Like, we don't question his toughness necessarily, but I don't think we also at the same time give him the proper praise he does deserve for basically never missing time. I mean, he he basically had punctured and bruised ribs for more than half the season last year after that Buffalo game and played right through it and still put up big-time throws and big-time moments, um, and and he deserves a, deserves a ton of credit for that. Uh, Michael says, I have a suggestion. If you guys get the no Kirk, bad Kirk line from quarterback and you put it on the sound bar, you should play it when someone misses a touchdown and write that down. Oh, I like that. That's right? a very good idea. No yep. Kirk, bad Kirk. No Kirk, bad Kirk. Yeah, that, that is in the works. That's uh, good. I will, That's I will good. have that on the, uh, on the button bar. Judd, I see a lot of people in our YouTube comment section asking about the uh, Jordan Addison situation. Yeah, so let's, let's get into that. Let's get into some Jordan Addison's uh, talk here. I, I know he was pulled over for going to buck 40 uh, on I-94 near the Metro in St. Paul. I guess um, he missed obviously some time too in the OTAs. What is your what is your spidey sense uh, kind of telling you about Jordan Addison thus far? Well, the missing time, I, the, you know, the Vikings didn't talk about it. I have no clue there. He got hurt obviously in in 
the rookie camp. And so he didn't participate after that. And just as a football thing, that's a little bit concerning because you want a guy like that, especially a guy who's expected at the age of 21, Declan, to step on the field. You want him to be able to practice. You want him to go through those reps. You want him to catch passes from, you know, Kirk Cousins. This is not a guy who they're they're like, well, if it works out, it's great. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too, for a year. You want him to step in and compliment Justin Jefferson and be part of a of, of a trio with KJ Osborne immediately. Um, but it's hard to bash a guy because he gets hurt when we don't know a thing about it. Um, that being said, this really concerns me though. Like there's a maturity thing here, and I know he's a 21-year-old kid, and I know that there have been a lot of guys in sports who drove too fast um and gotten in trouble. Some have been drunk. In this case, there was um he he was not. He was going 140 at 3 a.m. He was ticketed. He was not jailed. He was not drunk. So there, there was not a untoward, you know, he's now in the clink type of thing. But yeah, I think you have to be concerned because the level of maturity that you need from a player now, Dex, especially a first round pick who you expect to help immediately. There's not a lot of time here to be like, okay, you know, Jordan, you made a, a mistake here. And as, as someone just said in the comments, I mean, you know, unfortunately, we've had players die. Jeff Gladney, a former Viking first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, uh, had, had been signed by the Cardinals, was involved in a car crash with his girlfriend. He died. Um, go back to the tragic thing in Vegas. Henry Ruggs didn't die, but he killed a woman and her dog, and he was going, what, one-something as well, like ridiculously mm-hmm. fast. And so, like, Jordan Addison is extremely fortunate going 140 miles per hour in the Metro on 94 to have walked away with, I'm sure a very expensive ticket. Um, This is a cautionary tale and I'm sure that the Vikings will talk to him, but I can't say that I don't have concerns. And here's part of it too. You know what? For as unbelievably talented as this kid is, and he is great. What do we know about Justin Jefferson off the field where, where we've been like, Whoa, don't like that. I don't think there's been a thing. Yeah, no. And I know JJ has had speeding tickets before. Nothing of buck forty. I know people. I saw people pulling up. I was like, no. Hey, Justin Jefferson had speeding tickets. We don't make a big thing out of. Well, he wasn't going one forty, and yeah. and mostly there was a maturity factor. I think that was there. Look, I'm I'm willing to give Jordan Addison the benefit of the doubt and give him a clean slate here. Of all right, ma'am. It's it's been a little bit rough here. You missed some time with injuries, which happened, but also you did something dumb with speeding. You're a young guy. You're impressionable. You just got life changing money as a young twenty year old who probably has never seen, and most people will never see that type of money in their lifetime. So I, I can understand you kind of get not power hungry, but you just kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit. I can give him a clean slate here, but man, you kind of, you kind of dug yourself a little bit of a hole in the count, right? Like you have now put yourself in, in a spot where you're going to have to really do your absolute best to get back on base here and, and get a base hit. So I can, I can give you a clean slate right as starting right now. But, man, you haven't really done yourself any favors thus far since becoming a first-round draft pick. Well, and I think that the most important thing, too, and all teams now ha- have this, is the Vikings have a a, uh, a fairly large support system group. Oh, yeah. And, like, they've got guys in the front office who are in charge of security and things like that. And, yes, when he reports to training camp, I think Jordan – Addison will be given a clean slate, but that being said, you got to keep a close eye here and help that kid yeah. a lot. Like there's like the last thing that you want to do now is, is be like, well, you learned your lesson kids. So go out there 
Like this is a this is a cautionary tale. It is a red flag, and thank God nothing tragic took place. Mm-hmm. But this is also an indication of sort of the of sort of where you you want him because you got to earn that trust. And once it's eroded, especially again the investment, like the investment in this kid is enormous. When that trust has eroded, I don't think you just like sort of look the other way at that point. Right. So yes, it it, it creates. It creates a, a no question about it concern. And this isn't a speeding ticket. This is going 140 miles an hour. And I'm sure some guys have done it and not got caught. Nonetheless, at 21, it is a concern. Last thing on this from me. Um, you know, the Vikings, I think, have done a really good job of cleaning up a lot of these off-the-field situations. You know, during the Tice years, Childress years, there was still things always seemed to be happening. Danny Green, well, Danny was even, yeah, another story. But I, 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 the thing that I don't think we also, we just talked about not giving credit for, when Zimmer got here, the Vikings really did start to clean up a lot of that stuff. And they mm-hmm. weren't becoming the laughing stock. They weren't leading the league in the arrests. If you go back to a certain period, I know there's a ton of arrests and things. But in the last 10 years, Judd, at least in my opinion, they have cleaned up that for the most part. It's yeah. been a lot better. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like Kwesi, KOC, and also this is, goes beyond them, the Wilfs have created an infrastructure where they kind of have a much more accountability and they have much more better situations to help out these players and make them learn from it where in past regimes, they did not have that luxury. Well, hell when the uh, love boat took place, the infamous love boat in 2005, before that whole thing, they, they had no security team like mm-hmm. the Vikings, an NFL team. Yeah. And I think that they were one of the last, and I want to say when they played the bears right after they came back from the bye and the, the whole Love Bowl thing was still being investigated. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, at the time, Paul Tagliabue, commissioner of the NFL at that time, showed up and talked to the Wilfs. And the and at that point, the league basically assigned a security guy to the Vikings. So, so yes, Zimmer and company and the Wilfs get credit for taking steps to to become a more respectable franchise. Uh, but that being said, too, just the way things are run and. It's a good thing now because at least, at least in situations like this, again, it's much more possible to keep an eye on a kid. And they are twenty-one; they're going to do dumb things. You just don't want those dumb things to have tragic consequences. Hey, by the way, coming up next week here in the Twin Cities, the three M Open, we have a brand new commit, Justin Thomas, one of the hottest Ooh. names in the PGA Tour, will be at the three M Open. Now he is trying to battle his tail off to make the FedEx Cup, but regardless, he will be here. That's a good thing. Billy Horschel is going to be here. Gary Woodland is going to be here. Tony Finau, the defending champ and one of the darlings of the Netflix series Full Swing that came out earlier this year, he'll be defending his title. We got kind of some uh, behind the scenes access of Tony and his family staying here in the Twin Cities during that tournament, which he won. Uh, you go to 3mopen.com slash tickets. Get yours today to watch some of the best golfers in the world. Go to 3mopen.com slash tickets. And uh, speaking of fixing things, Judd, how about your friends at Finch Home Solutions? Oh, my goodness. Look at that van. That, that That's the van that's going to pull up in front of your house if you have any electrical issues. Cody Finch and his team, they do fantastic work. They are quick. They are courteous. They are as professional as it gets. And, I mean, look at this. There are big fans of not only the purple, but also, of course, Purple Daily. They're going to come to your house, and they're going to fix things big or small. That's the great thing. If you need your house, let's say you've got an old house, and it needs to be rewired completely, you just call up Finch, you contact Finch, the job gets done. 
Now let's say that you've got an outlet that has two prongs instead of three or is on the fritz and that needs to be replaced. That's a small job. It doesn't matter. Big or small, Finch is going to take care of you. They're going to, again, be quick. They're going to be courteous. Look, Finch Home Solutions has been in Sports Dad's home. And as Declan could tell you, he hasn't been in my home. You know why? Because Sports Dad doesn't usually allow people in his home. But when it comes to Finch, I welcome them, and they did fantastic work. 612-357-2604. 612-357-2604. Or just go to FinchHomeSolutions.com, fill out a form, and they will show up at your house. Again, big or small, they will take care of you. Finch Home Solutions. Dot com electronics are not a DIY folks. You want to have professionals and Finch is the professional. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, some other comments here on Purple Daily Reads the Comments on our live Feedback Friday edition. Human Anomaly says, I'm surprised that Chad Greenway didn't make Judd's top under uh, top 10 underappreciated Vikings list. I thought Ooh. Judd was going to snub Chester Taylor for a second. I can tell you right now, I've only worked with Judd for the last four or five years. Even I know Judd loves him some Chester Taylor, so he was not going to snub Chester Taylor. But on the Chad Greenway front, was he too good, Judd? Was he yeah, kind of that, graduated that's what from I that thought. list? Yeah, like Chad, Chad, who I like too, um, I don't think, and heck, I mean, f- folks in the comments, tell me if I'm wrong in your opinion, but I don't, I never thought of Greenway as being un- underappreciated. Maybe at the end, I, I think it was 2015, he took a pay cut and then they had an injury and, and he played a ton and actually played well. Uh, but I mean, he's a first round pick. I never perceived Chad as being underappreciated i actually thought that that he was appreciated and played absolutely key roles on some pretty good vikings teams that's my opinion yeah i mean he spent a lot of time here i know he's from iowa he still resides here and does a lot for the community and does a lot in minnesota in general um underappreciated though no i I wouldn't say he was underappreciated by any means i guess if you change the word to underrated maybe that classifies more than than underappreciated but even then i don't know if he was underrated yeah, like, I mean, j- just as a reference point, EJ Henderson barely made my list. Yeah, that's a good, like, that's a good point. Like, he was first off, not because he not because he wasn't good, but I sort of questioned, and I thought because he got hurt, he was eligible for my list. But I always thought that he was almost correctly appreciated, um, but I felt that he was more o- overlooked than Chad was. Jim says Green was overappreciated, actually. Well, Jim's talking about the end of Chad's career when he kept playing, and that gets to be a little bit dicey. But I think in his prime, I think he was properly appreciated. Agreed. Uh, Josh says, Josh says, 
the greatest moment in podcast video history, watching Judd take a call from his cable company. When you, oh, when you took you that call much. for the Thursday episode, Judd. You had to My say, guy came, did a on. great, great job. Xfinity guy. I'm very, very Judd nice here. job. I appreciated it. He came in highly professional. Again, another guy that got in my house and proved to me that he could do the job. And that's what I'm looking for. But, yes, that was – I didn't have a choice there because if you missed that, that call and they don't show up, oh. you're back on hold with an operator. Um, that whole experience is not a lot of fun. Don't, you don't have to remind me what that was like about two months ago this time. I know exactly how painful that can be. Yeah. That's not fun. And I'm still uh, trying to get my tech problem solved. By the yeah, way. we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll help that out. Uh, Rio says, "I think Declan is a fresh of breath youth. Yes, a fresh of breath of fresh breath of youth. Fresh what breath, I, okay. fresh breath of youth. That's what I mean to say, to as a 65 year old lifelong Vikings fan, he cracks me up, and I like his perspective. Thank you, Rio. Appreciate that. As an older Vikings fan, yeah, I try thanks. to uh, give, bring a different. We, it is kind of interesting. I see a lot of that dynamic lately on our comment section of yeah." Judd, who's obviously the oldest of the three and has seen more the most of the Vikings football. Yep. You have Phil, who's about you know a half generation. He's about I think Phil's like six, seven years older than I am. Um, yeah, I think he's thirty-seven. And he so he's like that half generation kind of in front of me, and then yep. I'm the obviously the youngest, where I'm still a little bit probably more of the optimist of the three of us. But it's it's a great dynamic. It is a great dynamic. to toot our own horns. Yeah, it's a know, great it, dynamic. It's funny because when Phil and I started doing the excuse me old radio show together phil was far more optimistic than phil is now and i feel like when you started you you were way more optimistic than you are now but if this makes sense you're still more optimistic than phil at this point oh yeah i would say but i mean we all go through that you know yeah that youth where you're like oh no it's gonna and then you're like you just keep watching and watching but it doesn't it doesn't mean that you don't like the team it just means that you can't continue to set yourself up for disappointment all the right. time uh, because that gets to be a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think also it depends on the team. Like um, the Twins have made me – I'm much more jaded on the Twins in the last few years than I've ever been in my lifetime. Uh, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet with the Vikings. I weirdly haven't gotten there enough with the Wild, and the Wild have had – Really? You're not starting to get tired of that? I, I probably, I guess the the meter's probably starting to point more towards irritated long, than optimist. But it's a long um, time without a without a playoff yeah. series win. That is a long. I time. I think it's. I think it might be because though, Judd. Like I remember the Wild came here. You know, like I was eight years old, yep. and I remember when they when they got here. So I I know what the entire franchise looks like. I don't know if that changes things a little bit for me. Maybe. But that's that's also uh, another reason why. W A C A five thirty three says, I agree with Dex that they'll wear the throwbacks again, the ones that they're going to wear in week one. And I'm willing to bet they will wear them either at home against the Bears or at home against the Packers. Both are in prime time against division rivals at home, so it makes sense. It's actually probably a good call there, that if they wear those old-school mm. throwbacks they're going to wear again in week one, which are great, by the way. I love those. I love those oh. throwbacks. In fact, on the YouTube audience or YouTube screen, here's another picture of them that they're uh, going to wear uh, for – week one against the Bucks, I think that might be a good call that they could 100% wear them again against a division rival. I'm going to see here that here's the press release. Cause I actually, I didn't bring this up during your write that down prediction because I didn't want, I didn't want it to be changed at all. Um, but here's how it reads. Okay. The classic, which is what they're being called that yep. you just showed on the screen. The classic will be worn during the Vikings 2023 season opener against Tampa Bay on Sunday, September 10th at us bank stadium. The team will have the option to wear the uniform 
uniforms each season moving forward. So what I got to check on is, can you only do it once per season? Because that the team will have the option to wear the uniforms each season going forward. Like I'm going to send a note right now. Because what I'm curious about, because I love them. I'm with you. I, I'd wear those damn things all the time. Um, and I believe if I am correct on this, now this would not be here. It would obviously be for a Buccaneers home game. I think we're getting the creamsicles back. Oh, uh, okay. I think we're getting the creamsicles back. Now they won't, I would, if they wore the creamsicles here, I would be in a, 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 a puddle because I'd start crying. Um, I love that. But anyway, uh, so the difference here too is if, if fans are called, I want to say the Vikings wore throwbacks in 2008 and nine or in nine for sure with Favre. And in fact, when the Vikings went and played the infamous Moss game, his last game in tenure two um, against the Patriots, the Patriots wore Pat the Patriot, which I think is a great helmet and Jersey. Helmet. I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, the difference is there was a long period of time where the league mandated that you could only wear one helmet for player safety and I think now the technology is such that guys can go back to to having multiple different, you know, like two or three helmets. And so that's why the throwbacks are now back yeah. because they outlawed that. So like if you had your helmet for the season, that was it. And now they relax those rules. Yeah, my I went to high school in St. Paul here in the Metro and I went to Central and St. Paul Central is the Minutemen and the Minutemen uh, basically have the red and back patriots logo not the old school one but they're you know the the patriot logo that we know in the 2000s but it's red and black and i always love okay. that that it was a nice little pat uh, the patriot was the best but pat the patriot the is also pat the patriot's one of my favorites yeah. he's like uh, my best friend who doesn't one like one last comment here before i get to my surprise at the end cameron says declan trying to constantly compare himself to these quarterbacks in the netflix stock is ridiculous my level of dis my level of disdain for dex is incredible thank you cameron or your well, I compare myself to Kirk Cousins as far as the, the concerning himself with things that he shouldn't, but I I got the same problem. Yeah, that's okay. All right, Judd, you want to get me? Want to get to the, our, my little surprise that I have in store here for us? Absolutely, um, yeah. I I probably should have done this with Phil at full strength, but I figured Uh-oh. you know what? Uh, let's do this because now that it's on NFL, the Immaculate Grid is oh. now an NFL thing. So for Love reference. It. Um, the Immaculate Grid was started by some dude. I don't know who, but then he eventually sold it to sportsreference.com, which runs obviously baseball reference and now NFL reference and NHL reference. So the Immaculate Grid now exists with football. So Judd, we're going to do this a little bit here. Um, I'm going to explain for the audience that's watching or that's listening. So the YouTube audience can obviously see what's going on here. Uh, we need, it's a tic-tac-toe style grid and you can only get nine guesses. So you can't get any wrong. But from left to right, we need a Cardinal who was a Bill, a Cardinal who was a Brown, and a Cardinal who had a 3,000 passing yard season. Mm-hmm. In the middle grid, we need a, from left to right, we need a Lion who was a Bill, a Lion who was a Brown, and a Lion who had 3,000 passing yards. And the bottom grid is a, we need a New York Jet who was a Bill, a New York Jet who was a Brown, and a New York Jet who had 3,000 passing yards. Okay. I'm going to put five minutes on the clock here, Judd. Second. Can sure. we get help? From the crowd. Potentially, yes. Can we crowdsource? We can crowdsource. Let's not I'm not gonna look at the comments until I'm looking uh, at them right now. I'm looking at them right now. You know what? I say let the people help us out. All right, fine. We can all have them. All right. 
Uh-huh. Kind of uh-huh. copping out of this, but that's okay. All right. No, uh, I'm not. I'm, these people are our family, our Purple Daily family. All right, the, the, the clock's rolling. Clock's rolling here. So what okay, do you, what the do you Cardinals, Kurt, uh, let, let's knock off 3,000-yard passing seasons. Kurt Warner. Can I do Jake Plummer instead? Sure. Boom, 7%. Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Don't get cute with that one. Uh, Jets, we do far. Did he pass for 3,000 yards that season? Oh, yeah, he got 3,000 yards. Because he got hurt and didn't. And, but then and he was... played all season. I mean, yeah. he didn't hurt, but I, yeah. Sure. All right. Far? Sure. Yeah, far. Okay. Is that 17%? Yeah. I wonder what the uh, uh, Jets that. Uh, they probably Mark... think uh, Mark Sanchez. Mark and, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Now you want to go to which which one? You want to go to Cardinal, who was a bill. Cardinal was a bill. Lee, no, trying to think here. This might see. This might get hard. Okay. This might get difficult. Cardinal was a bill. <laughs> Cole Cole says, "WTF is this? It, it's an immaculate grid of football, Cole. Mm-hmm. It's taking. It's swooping. It's taking the nation by swarm. It really is, though. Um. So Brown. Okay. A, Brown and a Cardinal. See, this is where I'm going to be. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of these guys, but. Lion, who was a Brown. Oh, boy. You might have set, you might have set us up for failure. For here, failure here? Yeah. A Lion, who was a Brown. Jets or... and Bills. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Yep. Jet and a Brown. <laughs> Too bad I can't do uh, head coaches yeah. or coaches because uh, I would do man. I would do Mancini. Um, Mancini. Mangini. Colt McCoy is Colt thrown McCoy out here. Colt McCoy for the Browns and the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm taking the, I'm taking the, all the help that we can get here. I'm not going to pretend like all I know right, this. McCoy. Cool, cool, cool. All Carson right, so Palmer need... was a Bill? Was he? Well, Carson Palmer didn't. Oh, he did didn't he play, play for the Bills, did he? He played, so. wait, he played he, for the he, Bengals. He was a Bengal. He was a Raider and he yeah. was a Cardinal. Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards played for the Jets. Did he play for the Browns? I don't remember him. Did he play for the Browns? He might yes, have, he did. Yeah. He did. He no, did. Braylon Edwards. Right. No, I like it. Thank Honestly, you, TK. Wrong. Thank you, TK. Braylon Edwards. Boom, 24%. We, we don't even more. have pictures of these guys. Yeah. Just got a John boom. Brown for Card and Bill. John yeah. Brown. I feel like that's like the most generic. Which John Brown? Currently John Brown, I'm going to go with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three yeah. of them. Yeah, no, All right, sixty-three percent. See, that's Paul. great. Look at these guys helping us out here. Pete I, didn't look at, I didn't look at what the grid was going into this, so I, I know Judd and I probably did set us up for failure. But um, Pete Metzlars played for the Lions and Bills. M e t z e l a a r s. Metzlars. There it is. Two percent. All right, now we just need a lion. You guys are brown. A lion who was a brown. We got two minutes in the clock here. Lion who was a brown. I think like quarterbacks because like so many quarterbacks have bounced. Did Gary around. Danielson play for both teams? I have no idea who that is. He was a quarterback for at least the Lions. Oh, um, Anquan Bolden? Anquan Bolden played for the Lions? I don't remember that. At the end, he probably did, yeah. Don't, did he? These guys bounce around constantly. He didn't play for the Browns or the Lions, I feel like. I don't trust that guy. I'm sorry, dude. I don't trust you. Brown, who mm. was a Lion. I want to say Gary Daniels. Did John Kitna play for the Browns? John Kitna was a quarterback for the Lions. He was a Lion. I don't remember him as a Brown. Cowboys. 
Seneca Wallace. Kickers? Any kickers? kickers? Um, yeah, kickers are always good in there. Um, Eddie Murray was Lions kicker forever. I don't think he ever played for the Browns, though. No. Chris Spielman? Oh, Chris, did Chris Spielman play for both? I know he played for the Lions for a long he played time. For, he played for the Lions forever. Let's do Give it. Give it a Let's shot. Chris Spielman. Ye- oh, no. Oh, he didn't. Oh, boy. We got oh. duped. Oh, boy. We yeah, I don't remember duped. him as a Brown. Like, uh, just, quick, just quickly look at Lions who are Browns. Oh, man. If you have that. There's yep. 93 players. The most popular was um, Jamie Collins. I don't know who that is. Jamie Collins I was don't... the most popular answer for yeah. uh, Lions and Bills. Other popular answers, Reggie Bush. Oh, I probably got Reggie Bush for that one. Uh, but I don't, let me, yeah. Let me go here quick. To this Pro is Bowl tougher than friends. Oh, you know what would have been a good one? Jeff Garcia. Oh. Jeff Garcia played for um, both the Lions and the Browns. Yeah. Ty Detmer was another one. <laughs> Ty Detmer. We could have put Ty Detmer on every one of those things, and he might Ty qualify. Detmer. Oh man. Oh boy, the immaculate grid. You talk about a. Uh, bloodbath there of yeah i i don't know about the football one i'm not sure about the football one i I love the baseball one baseball one's but i'm not sure about the one is great all right that's that's enough for me that's also our feedback section here on purple daily hit that subscribe button for daily vikings entertainment uh saturday edition you're gonna get some purple access with judd zolgad and our friend chip scoggins of the star tribune of course there'll be event line episode two with vikings fans uh, and then, of course, we're back on Monday, too. Training camp's finally here. The dwells of the offseason, the lists, the amazing lists that we have come up with, the great content we have come up with here on Purple Daily. It's not only going to get better because training camp and football pads are going to be on. We're talking night practice. We're talking SPF all over Judd's face. Yeah, uh, going to be a right lot here. of good stuff on Purple Daily. Uh, so hit that subscribe button, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.